Welcome back. Welcome back. To Pop Pinions. Pop Pinions. Epis- I don't know why I started laughing right away. Episode? 23 or 4? Which one? 23. Ah, it was 23 last time. Dang. Did you do that? Did you have like pretend I, to do that? No, you, I thought, it, oh, because it was Michael Jordan last week. Yeah, 24 is not Michael Jordan. is not Michael Jordan. No, close though. Oopsie daisies. All right, Case, how you doing? uh i'm okay you know hanging in there you really you told me how horrible my hair and beard look <laughs> i listen i worded it a little nicer than that i just said i was going through old pictures and i saw pictures from your birthday in november and you looked different in a i had a haircut the day before my birthday i know your hair looks so nice and i haven't gotten a cut since That's and then your no- beard is you know it's starting to look a little like you know tom hanks on like castaway yeah like it's getting a little, you know, but I, then I said to you, it looks like we're in a pandemic. And then I explained that my eyebrows are needing some love. Even though there's really not any hair there. Yeah. Okay. So housekeep- how are you doing? Should I ask you? How are you doing, Jack? I'm good. Um, long day of schooling. Yeah, you did have a long day. So we normally record on Wednesday, like the day before we air it. But there was a special um, announcement today and we wanted to wait to include it in this podcast. So we had to record on the actual day we release it. And you have a long day on Thursdays. So so I'm a little tired, but this is good. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for this. You ready? You mm-hmm. pumped up? Okay, so we have a bit of housekeeping to talk about. Yeah, go so ahead. So we did our Marvel draft, which I have to say was probably my favorite um, episode we've done. It was just really fun. And, and since then, I've really gotten back into the Marvel movies and I keep watching them and stuff. And so we put our poll, we put our teams up without our names on it and so on social media technically I won I got one more vote than you but there were two people that didn't go on social media and they actually voted for you I also voted for myself <laughs> yeah, I did to try to help myself in the poll <laughs> you did um that's okay um so but I think the overall is like we we're both pretty happy with our team and it seemed pretty 50 like it seemed like 50 50 ish like people really it wasn't like a landslide i'll say no for one that, team over another because that was your expectation was that oh because i have more avengers movies and i have iron man and captain america that people will pick mine but i picked like we both picked for ourselves like i like going back and looking at it you would have had black panther pretty far down the line like i wouldn't have picked it if it was on, like, if I had it on my team, it probably would have been the seventh movie that I picked. Yeah, that's crazy to me. To me, it's one of the best ones. But for me, and you knew this because we talked about it last week, but mine was Winter Soldier, and you knew I wanted that. And the only other one was Doctor Strange that I wish I had. But hey, so you don't, you still don't want to make any trades? No, because I don't like your, tra- I don't like your options you're giving me. I'll give you Doctor Strange for a future, uh, <laughs> a future draft pick. We'll see. We'll talk um yeah so that's that's the housekeeping so technically jack won um by one by one vote we'll say but so we're gonna say it's pretty 50 50 because he did vote for himself <laughs> i have to help myself out what it, i can't just can't just sit there and watch me lose i know i know when we exp- when i just listed the movies out to dad he didn't even vote he didn't pick a team he didn't pick a team either i know meg picked my team which i thought was funny because I don't think she didn't know it was even mine. Like I didn't even say pick this one. She just picked. So I don't know how. I didn't even ask her. I also, ask and her, also, how many movies has she watched? Oh, I'm gonna say none of them. Yeah. Maybe she asked someone though. I don't know. I should have asked her. Because well, I'm like, what did? How did you vote? Like you didn't even know. We'll get we'll get reactions from the rest of the family. My girlfriend voted for your team. She did. I know. Which did I strong arm her into that? No, you didn't actually. Okay. You you just we were. She looked at the teams and she was breaking them down because she like when we were watching them because there was some where I let you guys like like Age of Ultron you guys watched without me just because I didn't need a refresher on that. There was mm-hmm. only a few movies, especially like Infinity War, Endgame, and Ragnarok that I was like I, I have to be there for. Yeah. It. Yeah. But no, she just her thing was uh, Spider Man that she liked. It, it's weird she liked because those were her two favorite movies mm-hmm. out of the ones we watched and she said she liked far from home more which is what i picked yeah but then picked your team mm, interesting i i think it was end game and i think it's for most people 
it's those last two movies. Which one do you like more? Yes. Yeah. Endgame was a great theater experience. I think Infinity Infinity War was just the better movie. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. So I think that's where most people are going to... That's where your split's going to come. Yeah. Infinity War is sad because they all... Poof. Yeah, but everything everything leading up to that's so good and just you get see the, i like endgame for the you go back and you get to see i don't know they like the way they tie everything in i that's why i picked that one but i also didn't have a choice because you had already picked infinity war yeah and i could have i could have gotten both but i know you would have taken ragnarok then oh i would have oh just to spite you i would have and Anyways. then and then that would have really gone downhill because then you would have <laughs> lost winter soldier and then in the middle of the podcast, we probably would have taken a deep breath and say, okay, let's just swap. <laughs> let's you, just go back. You want Winter Soldier. I want Ragnarok. Let's yes. just make that trade. Let's just calm it down I here. think that's a pretty fair... That'd be a pretty fair trade. Yeah. Those are probably... Outside of the Avengers, those are probably our favorite movies. I, I guess maybe for you, Black Panther. Yeah. Um, yeah. Black Panther and Winter Soldier are my favorite. Yeah. So anyway, that's done. Close the door on that one. Well, Marvel stuff's definitely... You have rekindled your because you liked it when you watched it but i feel like since we did that podcast you really want to get back into them well i do and like i said to you before and i think i said this last week when i watched them it was like a two three week span and so for me it was just one big story in my head and i couldn't like i couldn't remember what happened on what and so for me now i want to go back and watch it in the order that you're supposed to what Uh, is that order so chronologically in the timeline so captain america came out in 2011 but because it's during a world war i don't remember which one it's the first movie okay which is funny because then there's a huge like jump in time and the next movie is captain marvel Marvel. which is the 1990s yeah for for me i'm gonna watch it the other way i'm gonna watch it how the next whenever i do that i'm gonna watch like iron man first and i'm just gonna watch it in that order the way it came out yeah so which is how i watched it Mm -hmm. so yeah Anyways, yeah, that was fun, and I love the draft thing. I think it was fun, and I like people voting, and, you know, it was kind of more interactive for our audience. Especially that in the bracket, we've got Mm -hmm. some, and we still have more new ideas that we haven't done yet. Yeah, so, and then we can revisit those others. So, on to the next. So, uh, for this episode, we got the Top 100 Movie Challenge. Uh, We're going to talk about WandaVision. Yes. And then, because we're recording today, we have the Screen Actors Guild Awards or nominations and the Golden Globes. Yeah. I guess let's start with the movies. Yeah. Uh Terminator. Well we'll just sip through this one. No. Yeah. No, it was it was yeah, go ahead. Uh nineteen eighty four directed by James Cameron. I think we lucked out in just kind of the legacy of directors we got. We got James Cameron and Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Which I didn't even know the other movie was a Christopher Nolan until After? we were done. Yeah uh so yeah terminator 1984 arnold schwarzenegger plays uh a cyborg assassin Mm -hmm. that is sent from 2029 so guys that's uh, like eight years from now we were like what (laughs) our not too distant future back to 1984 to kill sarah connor who is our main protagonist in the movie yeah and uh yeah there's there's some things about this movie that feel 1984 yes let's just say uh when we watched it we didn't think it aged well when they were when they were showing us the 2029 um scenes uh we were like that didn't it didn't age well but it's still a part of a you're you're setting up a story for future movies and i can fully appreciate that and I was like, you know, it was 84, but then you start thinking, like, I compared to Star Wars. And Star Wars is held up. Like, it doesn't look, I don't know what the word is because I don't want to be mean, but it doesn't look, like, cheesy. Like, it looks still realistic in Star Wars. So Terminator just didn't hold up as well. But the story is great. And it's just, it's that first story. I never saw it, so I was excited to go back. I jumped in in, in Terminator 2 and uh so i had to get a, a bit of the back story when i watched terminator 2 so it was kind of fun to go back and like see how it how it did all start so yeah it's you know you're setting up a story yeah there's it's a lot of just so arnold is the cyborg chasing down uh sarah and then uh you meet kyle who's a soldier that's also sent from the future uh back to protect her and what did i call and you called the well 
baby the, daddy. The time travel part of it didn't really make sense. No, it does not make sense. But I knew as soon as they got into that like tunnel thing they were in, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, oh, here we go. And you're like, no, no, no. And I was, and then within two minutes, you're like, damn it, you're right. And I was. Yeah, the one time that they have sex is, of course, she gets pregnant, and that's 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 it. The end of the movie is that she's pregnant, and there's this savior inside of her. Yes. So yeah, that's it, right? Yeah. There's also it was funny that Arnold his accent is like less thick in this, like it's gotten <laughs> thicker over the years. Right. Yeah, you said that was funny. Um, he has perci- he's has precise aim until he has to hit our main characters and then that's when he turns into a stormtrooper i know you made me laugh when you said that because he goes into this one scene he goes into like a police department and he just shoots everybody like it doesn't matter who they were they're running away and he's shooting them and i'm like why are you even shooting them like they're running away anyway so shoot shoot and then they're right there and he misses every single time. And I was like, that is pretty funny. And there's so many interactions that they have and chances for him to kill both of them. And he just, oh, he misses. Towards the end, he does like, he gets closer, I guess. Yeah. And he hit, and like he shoots Kyle, like he does get yeah. hurt. Yeah. Beyond that, the other the other scene that was great towards the end was um, uh, with the 18-wheeler. And he tries to run them over. And it's the perfect movie cliche of, oh, no, you need to drag this person that's much bigger than you out of the way before you before you die. And Out of a car, upside down. Yeah. Under stress. And, of course, you pull the character out at the last second. Yes. And you barely make it out alive. Yeah. Uh, also, the stop motion animation that I know they did with the, ter- like, once the Terminator gets burnt and is just the cyborg form. Mm-hmm uh really just a lot of, also a lot of like corny like cheesy music yeah it was it was very 80s though to, so yeah to that, set up to like just, scare you and right it just made us laugh it did yeah which is it was very 80s music for me i was like yeah that seems very 80s so yeah that's it for that one mm-hmm. uh our second movie the prestige again yes. directed by christopher nolan 2006 this was as soon as i saw this within five minutes of the or i guess maybe once i found out it was christopher nolan this movie made so much sense because mm-hmm. it's christian bale michael Caine, and it's actually a few like i'm pretty sure the cinematographer oh i meant for oh uh the batman connection oh sorry sorry so yeah christopher nolan does batman begins in 2005 they do this movie the next year mm-hmm. and it just it felt a, not even too close to home but it was just it's funny that this group got back together for this right. movie. Right, yeah. So yeah, uh, Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale play Robert Angier. Angier? Yeah, Angier. Angier, something like that. And Alfred Bolden. Mm-hmm. They're two dueling magicians that uh, try to out-duel, outwit, outmatch the, each other. When was it? 1920s? Uh, I think it was the uh, 19th century. Okay. It was very, <laughs> sorry, it was very early, like in the 19th century. Yeah, so the number one thing that we were thinking about during this movie is there's a lot of scenarios because it's magic. They're, okay, we need a guest to come and help us. And, of course, once it's once this rivalry starts, because at the beginning they're friends and there's a catastrophic event that mm-hmm. sets them to be rivals. And every time, okay, I need, I, need, uh, I need someone to help me with this trick. And whoever it was, if it's Christian Bale up there, Hugh Jackman's in a fake beard, and they're both disguised and it just keeps happening yeah they keep interrupting each other's magic and uh christian bale gets their ruining the the magic yeah like christian bale's character does tries to do a bullet catch and loses two fingers Mm -hmm. and uh hugh jackman does the disappearing bird act and christian bale knows how to mess it up and kills the bird and uh breaks there's another girl up there and breaks her finger yeah so they just they really like to mess with each other. They really did. And it was all about like vengeance and like who's the best magician. And, and it wasn't a chronological timeline. It was like all over the place. <coughs> Sorry, I have a tickle in my throat. Um, Yeah, it was like it, you really had to pay attention. Like it was not it was it was great. I'm not saying that was a bad thing, but you do have to pay attention. There's a lot of dips and turns and and uh, like 
um, like reveal moments. What do you call them? My gosh, I can't even think of it. But you know, like, like a reveal moment, like yeah. a, oh, I knew your plan the whole time. And it was a, it was a case of you know I know his secret, but he doesn't know no. my secret. But I gave him my secret <laughs> and kept his secret. Like it just yeah yeah. There's a, there was a lot of secrets with magic and uh, illusionists. Uh, outside of so it's about those two. You also get some side characters. Michael Caine uh, plays an older magician that is helping both of them. Eventually picks Hugh Jackman's side to mm-hmm. support him through his magic. Uh, you also have Scarlett Johansson who yeah. plays an assistant for both of them. She changes teams. Yeah, and uh, is a big motivation for both the characters because she is a part of the s- stealing. Ooh, he got rid of me, so now I'm going to give you his secret. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty much her role. Yeah, it really was, yeah. Was to just disrupt things. Yeah, it was. Uh, Andy Serkis and David Bowie. Yeah, David Bowie. He plays uh, Nicolo Tesla, who uh, towards the end of the movie, it's this huge uh, magic trick about using electricity and making yourself disappear, but also appear somewhere else. Yeah. Really didn't make sense, but also it's just magic, so you just kind of have to accept it. Yeah, you just kind of go with that. Um, also, uh, Piper Parabo, is that yeah, what you say, right? Yeah. She's in this movie as well. Uh, not a huge role, but no. it sets the movie's events into... For sure. Rebecca uh, Hall, she plays uh, Christian Bale's wife. So she's a, she's a good one, because she, she has some interesting lines that kind of if you pay attention, give away the ending, which we're, we're obviously not going to do in case you want to watch it, but right. This is where I get to be you and say that I, I did call No, I didn't perfectly call it. Yes, you did. But I got it close enough. Yeah. Yeah, you did. And I did not. I was nowhere. I can fully admit. I was like, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> I don't know. And it, it was a lot of confusion, especially because of the amount of reveals that are in the last 10, 15 minutes yes. of the movie are just, you don't really know who wi- who wins this rivalry. No, I don't think either of them really. No, right? Like it's just one of those like a lot of damage done. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So it was good though. I liked it. Def- definitely recommend because yeah. it's a, it's like a mystery drama kind of movie. Yeah, and it's thriller. It's kind of right? you get a list yeah. actors. Yeah, doing their thing. Yeah. All right. Uh, before we get into award season, you want to talk about Wandavision? I do. Episode I'm four. Finally, you guys. This is, I think, during the episode we said mm-hmm. if they put this as episode maybe two or three, it yes. would have. Because I'm, I'm sure a lot of people just kind of looked at the show and thought, oh, "That's weird. It's a sitcom. I don't get it. Like, what's happening?" Yes. But it wasn't until episode four that you kind of got to see the outside world and how everything is working inside of this. Uh, reality that wanda's created it is so fascinating this one was like oh i get it now like it's like you understand it when you're watching the first few but this one was really needed to kind of bring it all together to bring the story together because then it was like oh okay i understand now what she's created and what the outside world is trying to yeah infiltrate like i get it now so for me, it was because I was kind of, you know, like I said last week, I was a little wishy-washy with it. I was like, I don't know. But it definitely gro- it definitely uh, rejuvenated my, yes, I can't, I'm excited for tomorrow kind of thing. So mm-hmm. it, it brought back uh, Darcy Lewis, played by Kat Dennings. Um, uh, Jimmy Wu, who was in the last episode, is a little more prominent in this one. They show us uh, a pretty priv- pivotal scene in one of the, I think it was the first episode with the radio and mm-hmm. you can hear him saying wanda wanda who's doing this to you and it's the first time she ever gets a connection to the outside world and she does everything she can to protect it yeah she really does uh elizabeth olsen and paul bettany have both said along the same lines of well paul bettany said it in the form of uh we worked with this really talented actor that uh, is going to be a major reveal in this show. Right. So there are a few working theories. Elizabeth Olsen then said there is a, uh, not even a reveal, but she's compared it to Luke Skywalker and the Mandalorian. Oh, okay. A level of excitement and kind of a big reveal. I don't know if she meant specifically like someone that's outaged. Yeah, yeah. But some kind of big reveal. And to me... It, it would have to be Tobey Maguire and yes. Spider-Man. But why would he be, like, coming? So, 
what seems like is going to happen. So the interesting thing is there's two people. I don't know if you saw during this. There's two people that they couldn't identify from Westview, the town. Okay. And it's Catherine Hahn, who plays Agnes, and Dottie, who's the uh, blonde, like, perfect housewife. Yes, yes, yeah. So they don't know who those two are. Like, they don't have an actual ID of them. Okay. So you imagine it it would make sense that they're going to create some kind of chaos to, I guess, try to mess with Wanda. Okay. And what seems like they're building to is actually what Elizabeth Olsen has talked about, the House of M or or Captain Marvel, where... Uh, Scarlet Witch goes insane and she starts looking through uh, different universes to try to find a world where Vision's alive, where Mm -hmm. her brother Pietro's alive, and she has her two kids. Okay. So she's once, I don't even say once they blow up the town, like once, I'm trying to think about how to say it, once there there is some infiltration. Yes. Wanda is going to look through the multiverse for the perfect life, which is going to open up. They're doing all of this where Falcon, the Winter Soldier is the next Marvel entity up. But the next movie, I guess it could be Black Widow, but that's before these events. Yeah. Which actually I didn't even I don't think we talked about on here that this show is before spider-man far from home right right because it happens right after the uh hulk iron man snap yeah and we know far from home is a few months after that right so it's gonna set up far from home but then it's also gonna lead into the next spider-man movie nice that's so exciting i really like it so yeah this one was a much needed episode for me because i was a little bit like i don't get the like the point of it like where where is she and what is like i understood it i don't know it's hard to explain like but i understood no, it but they, it just didn't i, I was gave, like who cares they gave of. you the tangible reason of why this is a problem because if you kind of look at it on its surface it's okay well she lost vision and she's just creating a world where he's in it yeah and you think it's harmless but she's taken like innocent people yeah to just be a part of her sitcom yeah which we also got one of the more disturbing scenes i've seen in any marvel content which is vision in the form that he actually is right which is dead because yeah. she is animating him to become part of this world and for a moment she loses control and she just sees him with the mind stone ripped out of his head and nothing lit yeah. up at all yeah pretty it, it was comparable to when uh mysterio is messing with spider-man and far from home and shows him dead tony stark yeah. and like comes out of the grave right some pretty it getting, was getting a little dark there yeah which, marvel no <laughs> which i i think is actually the show probably is gonna get darker yeah before we get a conclusion right which there's also rumors that there could be another episode but because there's a lot of people trying to leak con- leak what's gonna happen or what yeah must be hard nowadays to keep things so under wraps, right? To keep it so, like, just a, like a surprise. Like, nobody wants a surprise every, anymore. Everybody wants to just be told. Like, remember Game of Thrones when they were, like, they had to put up, like, huge, thi- like, I don't know, like, thing, like, curtain kind of things or whatever to, like, block from people trying to look with their, like, huge lenses and stuff. And it's like, why do you want to be... You know, like people can't wait anymore, right? Yeah, especially in this world where I feel like it's not as much in Marvel, it's more in Star Wars that people just kind of hate everything. I think people want to know so they can decide if they like it or not. And they can <laughs> so funny. They can turn it into, well, they didn't do this in the comics. And, yeah. Well, you know, in, in this storyline, they did this. But the comics go in all different levels. There's multiple universes where just Tony Stark dies like, in a much earlier event they can with the comics they can tell so many different stories yeah yeah so whatever they go with i i I trust marvel they know what they're doing (laughs) all right let's get into award season award season so um they announced the golden globes yesterday and the sag awards today so we wanted to kind of compare like just be able to compare them now we're not going to read everything out because i think it'll be pretty boring to listen to but we are going to talk about a couple of the big the big ones so we'll go tv first and um best tv comedy 
So we have in the SEGs, they did Dead to Me, Flight Attendant, The Great, Schitt's Creek, and Ted Lasso. Now, in the Golden Globes... There's only one difference. Only one difference. And that is, instead of Dead to Me, they did Emily in Paris. So Emily in Paris, I believe, yeah, is Netflix and is Lily Collins. And Dead to Me is Netflix and it's the Christina Applegate and Chris, uh, Linda Cardellini. Um, I haven't seen Emily in Paris, so it's very hard for me. I love Dead to Me, though. So, And the flight attendant is HP. Mm-hmm. and that is Kaylee Cuoco which I really enjoyed I didn't know that was a comedy it's like it's so hard it's kind of a comedy but it's about a murder and which is which pretty, is, it can get pretty dark because she's like an alcoholic who's tr- you know being framed I, I don't know yeah I, I can't really I don't want to say too much but it, I think it's really good and I think she did a great job and she got nominated and I watched her, I told you yesterday, I watched her, um, she posted her her live reaction, like she was listening, and they said, okay, um, outstanding performance, and you know, um, in a TV series, actress or whatever, and she goes, okay, here it is, here it is, and uh, they said her name, and she just, she was just elated, like she was just so happy, and it was nice to see. Um, I guess it's her first nomination, that's why, too. Well, because if you, what do you, if you're thinking of Kaylee Cuoco before this, what's the only, Big I don't bang. know, yeah. yeah. But they've all been nominated, most, like she Jim wasn't, Parsons. yeah. She wasn't, a, not that she wasn't a big part of that show, but you could tell she was, I don't even want to say, because distraction isn't the right word. No, She's I know just, what you mean. Is it really about the boys? Yeah. Yes, yeah, I get that. Um, so the great I haven't seen, but it's um, Elle Fanning and Nicholas Holt, and they, uh, it's about Catherine the Great, and so I haven't seen it though. So Schitt's Creek is like my, I bow down. I think it is one of the best shows ever made. Uh, it makes me howl laugh. I think it is. It is just so good. So we're almost done it. We have about five more episodes and we're just dragging it out because I'm so sad that it's going to be over. Um, and they all got nominated. So it's pretty exciting. Uh, Ted Lasso. So I haven't seen it. It's on Apple and it's Jason Sudeikis. Uh, it's a concept that was it was brought up before for it was for uh, NBC did it for commercials and it was uh, an American football coach that goes and coaches a soccer team. Oh, okay. That he goes and coaches the soccer team, but treats them like a football team. It right. It's Jason Sudeikis basically kind of like being a dad. Not I don't want to say being a dad, but he's kind of like out of touch and his team like his team tries to make him cool is that that was kind of the concept of it before i don't know what they went with okay. on the show oh interesting yeah i don't know i haven't seen it but i do want to see it for sure um so in the best drama category it's pretty different um we have a couple of this no i think we only have ozark the same oh and lovecraft county and the crown oh sorry it's because it's all mixed up, yeah, right? It's not, they're not all in alphabetical order. <laughs> yeah. So in for the SAGs, they did Better Call Saul, Bridgerton, which when I saw the Golden Globes, uh, I, I was listening to a guy who's like the expert. I don't know who becomes that, but he was an expert. And he, they said, were you surprised Bridgerton wasn't nominated? And he said, yes and no, because the Golden Globes are, are about 90 people journalists vote on it. And the SAG is more like a broader. So Bridgerton is that like everybody's talking about that show right now. So it's like the new it thing. So he wasn't he said, I bet you'll see tomorrow when the SAGs come out that it gets nominated. And he was right. So he's a good expert. Um, so the Crown, Lovecraft County and Ozark for the SAGs. And then in the Golden Globes, it's. Um, the other one is Ratchet and the Mandalorian, which you guys, it is, it is a very, very big deal. Even this expert I was listening to was like, that is, he is, that is up against some heavy hitters. The fact that it's in there is, is a really big deal. So I was pretty excited when I heard that. Right? I, I'm definitely, I can, I know at some point closer to the awards when we've watched more of it, we can make our predictions. I can tell you now, nothing will stop me from taking Mandalorian. <laughs> You'll take it no matter what. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It'll be a hard one for me because I haven't seen Lovecraft County. I actually want to see it when I looked it up. It looked really good. I just don't know where to watch it. I'm going to have to look that up. But um, yeah, and I love Ozark. 
I don't I didn't watch all of the crown I've watched a couple of seasons but not all of it I do like it but I don't know it's people really like it and I'm like yeah it's good <laughs> I don't know um so best actress in a tv comedy so it's funny because um Okay, so Dead to Me in the SEGS, Dead to Me got Christina Applegate and Linda Cardellini and Kaylee Cuoco for Flight Attendant, and then both Schitt's Creek's girls, so Annie Murphy and Catherine O'Hara, which uh, that, to me, I've seen all of that. That is a hard category. Like, I, I don't even know what I would pick if I if I got to vote. It's almost like the like Kaylee Cuoco's kind of set up. I don't want to say set up to win, but... It kind of seems like every time you see two people from the same show get, I guess this is, I also think of this in sports. If it's two people at the top of their like game. Yeah. And in this case, actresses, you kind of cancel each other out. Right. Right. Because you're, and obviously if you're together most of the time, it's your dynamic is why it it worked for both of you. Yeah. And Kaylee Cuoco is just kind of her. Yeah. It's funny that they don't split it, though, because in uh, the Emmys, they split best or like supporting and best actress because in the Emmys back in September, Catherine O'Hara from Schitt's Creek and Annie Murphy from Schitt's Creek won because one won the lead and one won the supporting. They were all together and they just couldn't stop winning. They, I think though, if I really had to break it down, I, I would pick Annie Murphy from Schitt's Creek because I think she, Damon, I cannot get enough of her. Like her, the way she moves her face and the way these little things she does are, are to me are so just so funny. Like her body move, the way she's embodied this character is pretty funny to me. Um, so in the Golden Globes, we have um. Lily Collins from Emily in Paris, Kaylee Cuoco again, Elle Fanning from The Great, and Jane Levy from Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, and then Catherine O'Hara again for Schitt's Creek. So it's a little more diverse, I find, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's a little more like a bit of from every show, but I don't know, it's hard. One One of the interesting things about watching the SAGs, which... They did a great job this morning of having, it was uh, David Diggs and Lily Collins were on Instagram Live together announcing not all of the categories, but just more of the significant ones. I thought that was a great idea. Why not use a social media platform? Everyone's at home, or for the most part, everyone's yeah. at home. So why not do it that way? And it was funny, as they're trying to start, it's just David Diggs and he's and he sees Lily Collins is in the comments like, can you let me on? Because it's an option to request to be like a co-host on the Instagram live. Oh, and he's okay. like, oh, I'm trying to figure it out. I don't, I don't know why it's not working. And he brings her on. And then it's kind of because Lily Collins gets nominated the day before. And then mm-hmm. in this, she doesn't. In the sack, she doesn't. But the V Diggs did. It was just kind of a, it, it was an awkward dynamic because, you know, Lily Collins is happy that she got nominated and I think some of her co-stars got nominated as well so she was happy about that but you could kind of when they said that her category you could kind of feel the disappointment yeah it's hard right like it's hard when you're nominated for one and then not the other but then I guess you just have to be like okay well at least I got nominated right Golden Globes and uh so best actor so we have a couple of the same we have Jason Bateman who's always a good front runner you know, in Ozark, he's pretty great. Um, we have Better Call Saul's Bob Odenkirk and and Josh O'Connor for The Crown. So those are both the same for both SAG and Golden Globe. And then we have Sterling K. Brown got a SAG for This Is Us and The Boy from Bridgerton, who I think it's Reg- Reggie. Um, no, Reggae. It Reg- looks like if it's French, it would be Reggie. Reggie Jean Page. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry if that's wrong, you guys. I don't know how to say that. But he's from Bridgerton, and he is hot. He is so cute. Anyways, sorry. Is he the... I, he's the main guy. Okay. Yeah, he's the main guy who falls in love, or whatever, with the girl. But he is... Um, And he is, his face, I don't know how he does it, but he, like, sucks you right in. Like, I don't know if, what it is. Anyways, 
So that's for your segs and your Golden Globe. Then you have added in, which I already said a few of them, is Al Pacino for Hunters and Matthew Reese for um, Perry Mason, which I've seen that. It's really good. I love him because he's from the Americans. He's such a good actor. He's really, really good. So, yeah, and Golden Globes does supporting, uh, but the seg doesn't. So we're just, we'll skip over that one. Mm-hmm. Um Best actor in a TV comedy? Yeah, I guess that. Yeah, because they have. So the guy from The Great, Nicholas Holt, both guys from Schitt's Creek. So Dan Levy and Eugene Levy, Jason Sudeikis from Ted Lasso, and Rami Youssef from Rami. I've never seen that. Have you? I have never heard of that. No, me either. And so a lot of the same. Um, the only difference is um, for the Golden Globes is Don Cheadle got him for Black Monday. And Dan Levy didn't get a Golden Globe. So otherwise, they're exactly the same. Yeah. And then so we'll just finish off with that with the best actress for a drama. The actress. Yeah. So the crown got three. That's hard. That's heavy hitters, especially they added Julian Anderson as Margaret Thatcher. That's that's everybody said she's going to win. That's some significant big time players. And then you have two Ozark. You have julia garner and laura linney for ozark it, it almost there's quite a few of these shows and i think it's more impressive now because shows don't go on for longer i i swear ozark has been getting nominated for the last i don't know five years it, it just feels like it i don't even want to say fatigue but you just you you're impressed because clearly those shows are good and they've developed them where they're still working but they're just they're always there i know but they it's because they're just so good um did i do the best drama yeah yes i did uh, okay let's move on to films so films is interesting because you and i have not seen a lot because we weren't sure like what was even going to be nominated um so it's interesting when you look at these two because the sag doesn't split up comedy and drama like golden globes do so they just like put them all together so they have what five they only have five movies in the sag whereas in the Golden Globes, you have five on each side, like five comedy, five drama. Um, so the SAGs did five, uh, the five bloods. Spike Lee, Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. And it's about four men and they're returning to Vietnam because I guess they're going to get Chadwick and they're going to get some gold or something. But it looks really good. It's on Netflix. So we're going to have to check that one out. Uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. And that is also on Netflix, and it is a true story about a blues singer who is played by Viola Davis. Chadwick is also in this. And, um, yeah, so it's about uh, her, and Chadwick is like a I, – I think he's a trumpet. I want to say it's like something something like that. Um, I don't know how to say this one. Minari? Min. Minari is how it looks, yeah. Minari. So it's actually under foreign film, but it is nominated in the like outstanding cast motion picture. And it's about a Korean family that moves to Arkansas for the American dream. So it is also oh no, it didn't sorry, it didn't get a golden globe, but I think it's under as a foreign film, that's why. So One Night in Miami, both Jack and I are so excited to see this movie. So director Regina King, who got nominated, and she's female. Okay. And it's on Amazon Prime, and it's about four legends, and it's about, like, a night in Miami. Uh, yeah, so it's based on an event that is presumed to, or that did happen, but it's kind of cool that you're you know that the event happened, but you also get the civil liberties of no one knows what actually happened in there. So you kind of get to hear because do you have it down who was in there? Yeah, because Malcolm X, Muhammad Ali, Sam Cooke, and Jim Brown. So especially at that time, uh, does it say what year it was set in? No. It's just either, either way, you're getting, there's a time frame where those people are all, like they're all, I don't even want to say at their peak, but they're, so culturally relevant that all of them being together is pretty significant and then they kind of forge a plan of like you know like the civil movement kind of thing of like hey we need some more respect in this country because we are at the top of our game here and we're not getting any respect or dignity and stuff so i i'm so excited to see that one i love regina king too very happy she got nominated 
Uh, so Trial of Chicago 7, which Jack and I have talked about our love for this movie, and it is the only one we've seen. But so, so far. So far, we have we have a now that we have a, a direction of what we should be watching, it's gonna be fun. But this one, so we have talked about this one before, but it's on Netflix and Aaron Sorkin also got nominated as a director and it's about the seven defendants from the protests of the de- democratic, I was supposed to say democratic. <laughs> I don't even know what I was saying. Democratic. De- Demonic. <laughs> I know, that's what I feel like. The Democratic uh, National Convention. Look at you. Sorry. Yeah, so those are your SAGs. And then the Golden Globe for drama is the father, which is Anthony Hopkins, and he plays like an ailing man who refuses assistance from his daughter, who I believe is played by Olivia Coleman, but don't quote me on that. Mank is a really big one. Um, it's from director David Fincher, and he is, it's a 1930s, it's black and white, and it's about the man who wrote Citizen Kane. It's kind of his, his story. I don't know if it's a true story, though, so we'll have to kind of look into that one. Uh, Nomadland. I'm really excited to see this one. So director is Chloe Zhao, and she got nominated as well. And it's Frances McDormand, and she loses everything in the Great Recession, and then she goes like living in a van, and she's just like a nomad. And I think that sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't. That sounds like a concept Frances Frances McDormand would do of just yes, <laughs> pretty much just her just, with the. I can survive yeah. on my own. Um, and then the other one for the Golden Globe drama is Promising Young Woman, and it's Carrie Mulligan, who is also nominated, and she's, like, trauma. Something happens in her past, and she's, like, seeking vengeance, but she, it's, it's actually, when you watch the trailer, it's kind of cool, like, she's always in a different thing, and she's, like, luring men and stuff, and then, I don't know what she's doing to them, but we'll have to watch and see. Imagine if it's revenge. Yeah. It's not gonna be too pleasant. So, in the musical comedy, it's Borat, Sub- subsequent movie would you see this um i've seen the first one do you think i would like it no okay there's no especially you're not that you'll not like sasha baron cohen more but i think um his performance in trial of chicago 7 should be what you remember him from this year okay fair i don't think i would like it when i watched the trailer but then i'm like should i broaden my horizons you would you would laugh there's like a rudy giuliani uh, part in it that I don't I don't even know if he knows that he did it and like that he was a part of that movie but there's some pretty incriminating stuff about him oh gosh um okay so let's make a deal then you watch that one and I'll watch Hamilton that's 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 a deal <laughs> I I love Lin-Manuel Miranda and David Diggs it is just Leslie Odom Jr and yeah it, it's just not a concept that really speaks to me and that's one i would consider watching it it's not like a definite no but i also feel like it's long it is it's long. i like the way you said it it's long um music i'm very excited about this movie okay so this one has been very hush hush and it's sia you know the singer mm-hmm. sia oh so she is this wrote the one with uh maddie ziggler yeah and she yeah. plays an autistic kid and kate hudson plays her I want to say it's like half sister or something. I'm not sure. It's very, it's very hard to find anything about this movie though. It's been very hush hush, but Kate Hudson sings in it and apparently she's phenomenal. She got nominated for a Golden Globe. So I'm really excited to see this one. Um, Then you have Palm Springs. Uh, Yeah. Andy Samberg gets stuck in a time loop like Groundhog Day. And it's a concept that is good because of how it's different. It's it's in the same concept of Groundhog Day, but you go and they take it in so many different directions. Yeah. Um, and then the last one in that is the prom, which I'm very, um, it's fascinating to me because I watched this movie and it has like Meryl Streep, Nicole Kidman, like, I mean, just James Corden, like a stacked cast, but it is, um, um, it's not for everybody. I'll say. Is this, and correct me if I'm wrong, is this the movie that is about uh, two gay? So a girl wants to bring her girlfriend to prom. Okay. Yeah, that, and it's that... a musical. And it was it was a Broadway musical, and now they made it into a film. So what I found interesting about these, when you break down like SAG and Golden Globes, is the SAG, because they don't split up the comedy and drama, there isn't one comedy in there in their in their big you know because i think 
when you're when you have a comedy like it's hard to put it all together how do you how do you know which one is especially you just pick out random movies like compare palm palm springs to the trial of chicago seven they're <laughs> exactly such like so you're never different gonna, like palm springs is never gonna win against that do you know like it's, no it's and it's not like awards committees are like you know what let's pick the funny movie yeah it, that's why you have to split them split you them up in their own category them. you have to split them i just i don't know i just don't agree with that i just i think it should always be split but that's okay but they do split it in the golden globes so maybe we won't read everything because it'll just start getting a little monotonous because they do in the golden globes they even split the comedy and drama for actors and actresses and they don't do that in the for the actor so again when you look at the the list the seg is all drama actors right and so then you have people like like you were saying andy samberg gets nominated for a golden globe but if you if you not even just saying you put him in the trial of chicago seven if you compare trial of chicago seven versus andy samberg and palm springs out of the i'm gonna say nine main actors there's probably six or seven that give better performances yeah so it's just it's not fair to compare those um, I did find this one. Um, so I recently watched this movie. It's called Pieces of a Woman. And it's uh, the SAG mm-hmm. and the Golden Globes both nominated Vanessa Kirby, who plays the mom. Um, sorry, she plays a woman who gives a home birth and it goes terribly wrong. And it's kind of her grieving. I have to say the opening scene is her giving birth. It is so well done. It is so accurate of how it is. And it's not over the top of this like <laughs> breathe. And it's just, it's very realistic. It's very realistic of what childbirth is like. I think they did an excellent job. I think she's incredible in it, but it is very sad. Like it is, it's a very, very heavy, heavy movie, but she was really good in it. Like her, just the way she dealt with it and how everyone else wanted her to deal with it. And she was always very resistant on like, let me just deal with it myself. <laughs> like, right. She had a mom who was like, you know, on her, all, played by Ellen Burstyn. Wow. I'm having a really hard time. Ellen Burstyn. Is that right? I, I don't know. Okay. Um, yeah. So that one's really good. And then you have like Francis McDormand, Carrie Mulligan, like kind of your, the people you expect. Like it's, it's all the movies that got nominated. All the actors and actresses usually get it as well. Right. And then for your males, um, yeah, f- uh, film male. Oh, this is supporting, which again, they don't, yeah, they don't break that down. But let's talk director. Because sex doesn't, they don't do director. I, I feel like that's just such a big part of the movie making process. But what I do like about them is they, when they say, instead of saying best motion picture drama like golden globes sag does outstanding performance by a cast in a in a motion picture i was confused when they were announcing the category like that i I was thinking is this just like an entire cast award but but it really is at the end of the day anyway right yeah so your best directors are uh the emerald fennel from for promising young woman david fincher for mank is how you say it though right mank yeah Regina King for One Night in Miami, Aaron Sorkin for The Trial of Chicago 7, and Chloe Zhao. Uh, Zhao. Zhao. How do you know that? Uh, just the ZH. In, uh, You're so smart. Thank you. For Nomadland. And I had to throw in the animated. I was going to ask you about this because I, I didn't see it anywhere on the list. Uh, this is this is a good category. So the the Cruds? Crudes? Uh, Crudes. A New Age, I haven't seen it. Onward, haven't seen it. Over the Moon, haven't seen it. Soul, always oh, saw it. That's that's an existential crisis. That movie was one of the best movies I've seen in a long time. It really is really well done. I don't think it's for kids in the way of, it's not anything bad. I just think it'll be, it's so over their head. Like it is, it's, I think it's definitely meant for adults, but it's funny enough or like animated enough that I think kids will just watch it because they're just like, okay, sure. The kids will kids will see like the colors and it is very like visually nice to see. And the parents or older adult or like teenagers, whatever it not that it's difficult to watch, 
it really makes you think like it really brings in a lot of questions about life yeah no it really does and are we living our best life and and it was like it was that kind of movie where it ended we all just sat there silently for quite a few minutes just kind of going like huh Interesting. That's not the movie I was expecting to watch. I'm going to go upstairs now and do some journaling. No, I was like, wow, I'm really. That's where that's where I agree with your when you watch like an intense movie, you need just something to kind of just turn your brain off a little bit. I definitely after that, I, I, I put on one of like my comfort zone like podcast or yeah. like whatever to watch because it's. It's intense. Not even intense, but it's just... What is it? Like, is there something about that movie? I don't think I've ever seen a movie like it. Like, draining almost, because you see this character going through it, but you also can see so much of yourself in him. Yeah, I think that's the thing. And if you're put in the situation that he was, you would react the exact same way, especially that it's the biggest night of his life, and it goes downhill from there. Yeah. No, it is. And, and his whole focus has been on like one thing that I think he's he's just missing like everything around him. And so that was really good. Oh, I love that movie. I think it should be up in like in the with the regular movies. Yeah. It's happened before. Toy Story, wasn't it? Yeah, it's not yeah. for best. It doesn't for happen very often. Best picture. Yeah, it doesn't happen very often for Oscars, but it'd be interesting to see if that is what happens. Um, so Golden Globes come are airing on the 28th so we will have a wrap-up later that week about it i love award season <clears throat> i watch everything bafta you name it i watch it all i love i don't know what it is i like awards especially now that award shows are going to be better because we're not going to be gathering all together it's going to be a virtual event and it could still probably go over three hours but it's definitely going to be a lot shorter than when everybody is in the room together yeah I love the Golden Globes are my favorite and SAG. Like, I love the Oscars. The Oscars are very the glitz and the glamour. Prestigious. And the, yeah, they are. But I like Golden Globes where everybody's sitting at tables and they're all drinking and they're like, it just seems a little more relaxed. So I know that's not going to be what it is this year because it's going to be virtual or however they're doing. I'm not even sure, actually. But I know it's Amy Poehler and Tina Fey are the hosts. So be funny and it'll be there's some really good things nominated. So I'm excited for the few more weeks yeah we're gonna have we're gonna be busy we're gonna have a lot to watch we have a lot to watch in a matter of three weeks so we might cut down our movie challenge to one we'll just we'll see we're still good for two though like right now well we have a few more weeks though yeah do you want to pick yeah okay let's pick our movies for next week okay jack wants to put his hand in with mine it's not gonna work Okay, I'm going to pick 47. That is Scarface. Oh, boy. Is that the... Say hello to my little friend. And he's holding the machine gun? Yeah, that's that's his little friend. All right, I'm picking number 10, which is Fight Club. Nice! So Fight Club and Scarface. I literally just watched Fight Club not that long ago, but... Really? Yeah, I love Fight Club. Uh, I just don't remember you watching it. I would say it was about two months ago. So, so that's exciting. Fight Club, Scarface next week. Yeah. All right. You got anything else, Case? I got nothing. All right. Uh, then we will see you next time. Bye.